reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Standing in his house, that you are standing in his house, that you've come into his presence. What a privilege! We come to the privilege, we come to the privilege, Lord. We thank you. What a privilege! In the name of Jesus, what a privilege! What a privilege! What a privilege! What a privilege! What a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the privilege of standing in your presence. We thank you that Father, you have not dealt with us according to our failings, but according to thy loving kindness. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are grateful out of the depths of our hearts. We say thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. We thank you for the great blessing, the privilege, and the opportunity and the blessedness to be in your presence in your house we are grateful lord we thank you we thank you in jesus name jesus amen you may please be seated 
We are about to pray. Amen. And I want you to turn your Bibles. Please take out your Bibles and turn to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Today we are going to pray for prosperity. That it will be well with us. That our being in the house of God will not be in vain. Psalm 92. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show, to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. To show that the Lord is upright. To show, to show, to show that the Lord is upright. Your life as a believer should be a living proof of the existence of God. You must be, every believer must have the vision and the aspiration that your life will be a living proof to show that the Lord is upright. So when you are a believer and your life is a mockery, your life is going down and down and down. When you are a believer and you have nothing to show for being in the house of God, then you are actually making a mockery of the power, the blood, everything God did to, to bring you into his house. This morning, we have a privilege to pray. And we are going to pray that God will make your life a living proof. Amen. That your life will not be a life that is dominated by demons. Amen. Neither will your life be a life dominated or guided by the wishes of your enemies. 
but rather your wish will come to pass over your enemies. Amen. Yes, what you desire for your enemies will rather come to pass, Amen. and not what they desire for you to show. Your life must be a life of proofs. And what are these proofs? One of them is in verse 11. Of the same Psalm 92. Verse 12, sorry. The righteous... Shall flourish like the palm tree. There are forces that are arranged to prevent your prosperity. But God's promise is that the righteous shall prosper, shall do well, Amen. shall shine. Yes. Shall, shall, shall be great Like the palm tree He shall grow Like a cedar in Lebanon God wants you to grow Everything about you must grow One of the proofs that you are with God is that you are growing. Wow. Stagnation, remaining the same, is not a proof of your work with God. Your 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 life must rise. Every area of your life, your spiritual life must grow. The scriptures you know must increase. Your love for God must grow. The things you do in the house of God must grow. But what do we see? What, is, what do we see? We see people rather decreasing in their commitment. We see people rather diminishing in their spirituality. But the righteous shall grow like a cedar. And all these things I'm talking about are demonic. There are evil spirits that are there to ensure that you are in the house of God, but you don't grow. Mm. That you are in the house of God, but you don't flourish. But this morning we are going to enforce the will of god amen the will of god for our prosperity the will of god for our growth but the story doesn't end there verse 13 those please go to verse 12 the righteous Shall flourish The righteous Shall grow Lift your right hand and say I will flourish I will flourish Or say I will do well 
I will do well. Say, I cannot remain like this forever. I cannot remain like this. Forever. I will advance. I will advance. I will shine. I will shine. I will grow. I will grow. Oh, say it well. Say, I will grow. I will grow. I will shine. I will shine. Hallelujah. Amen. So, that is the general will of God for a believer like you and for me. Anyone who believes in God is supposed to flourish. But unfortunately, not every righteous person will do well. There is a subset of righteous people who will prosper. You see, it's like saying that every Ghanaian must vote or can vote. Every Ghanaian can vote. So, Ghanaian from Upper West to Central. But on the voting day, if your voter's ID card is lost and the polling agent is angry, <laughs> you cannot vote. Hello? You cannot vote because the, even though every Ghanaian can vote, even, let's not even talk about your voter's ID. If you've not registered to vote, on that day, you can go with your framed birth certificate. You framed it. I asked for a lady to show me a picture. She went to a house and brought a framed picture. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You can frame your, your birth certificate and frame your passport. But if you've not registered to vote, you cannot vote. Even though you are a Ghanaian. So, every believer must flourish. Amen. Every believer must grow. Your business, your ministry, your life must grow. But... There is a condition in verse 13. Next verse. Those that be planted Hallelujah. in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts. So, when you are not planted, you are not planted you may be righteous, but you don't have proofs. Wow. The basis for your proofs as a child of God is that you are planted properly. You can't come to church when you want to come to church. When you want to pay your tithes. In January, you pay tithes. February, you chop it. March, you chop. April, you eat. May, you clear. 
and then June, you pay half. You are not planted. You are not, you are not here. Some of you here today will not be in church next week. You will not be in church next week. There are Christians who are not planted, planted, planted. And when you are not planted, you will deny yourself the privilege to show the proofs of what it takes to be a child of God. This morning, God wants you to flourish. God wants you to shine. God wants you to be great. And we are going to pray that first of all, God will help us to be planted. Look, as for us, we are here. You can choose your submarine Christian life. You appear, you go deep, you come up, go deep, you come up. It's your life. I've been here for many years. I'm yet to see a Christian who is not very committed, who has done well. When you find one, come and tell me. Those who do well are those who are planted. Those who do well are those who are planted. And this morning, I want us to rise to our feet. And our first prayer is that Lord establish me in your house. Amen. Lord help me to be planted. Amen. Lord give me the grace not to be loosely connected, loose There are some members of this church no wind can take them away no wind they are bound chained tied connected to the church but there are some of us here a little wind a breeze will carry you away if I you yourself will go because you are not bound Paul said I go bound in the spirit bound in the spirit I am bound it's very important for you as a believer to be bound to the things of God there should be a rope there should be a chain that binds you to the things of God said now behold I go Bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Bound. It's important that you don't let money bind you. Amen. Bound in money. No. Bound in relationships. Mm. Bound in movies. But this is a man who was bound in the spirit. May you be bound to the things of God. Amen. Bound to the church. Amen. Bound to God's work. Bound. I am bound to the things of God. There is nothing that happens in my life that is number one. 
everything is subject to my schedule for the work of God. Everything. I have to look at my church things before I check whether this can happen. Bound in the Spirit. And the people who are bound in the Spirit are those who last. Because you see, even as he was, he said, not knowing the things that shall befall me. I don't, I don't know what's ahead. I don't know, as I stand, I don't know what is going to happen to me tomorrow morning. I don't know. But when you are bound in the Spirit, you are stable in your mind. That I'm still going. I don't know tomorrow about, but I'm still moving ahead. I'm still serving God. I'm still coming to church. I'm still reading my Bible. I'm still praying. I'm still going to serve God. Begin to lift up your hands and pray that Lord help me to be established. Help me to be established. Open your mouth and pray. Bound in the spirit. Bound in the spirit. Planted. Planted. 
Planted. Planted. We are praying about our prosperity. Jesus. How we will do well. How we will be here and marry. Amen. We'll be here, have children. Oh yes. We'll hear and buy our first second hand car. Amen. Then second second hand car. Amen. Third second hand car. Amen. Then a brand new one will come. Oh Jesus. How we can be here and be traveling to Amsterdam hey. and back. Cincinnati and back. Amen. Johannesburg and back. Amen. How we'll be here and have our wedding. Oh, and yes. when we finish the wedding on Saturday, Sunday we come to church in the morning. We have family dinner in the uh, lunch in the afternoon with our family members. Then in the evening we are on board. Uh, Iberia to Jamaica. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. How how we can be here Prophesy. and flourish? Jesus, say planted, planted. But if you are not planted, mm. that's what will happen to you. Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. Then in this verse. Peter, the fisherman, selects one of the animals to describe how your enemy is. And I'm happy that he was in the spirit. That he did not choose a snake. Wow. He chose a lion. Walk it about Seeking whom he may devour, whom he may eat up, whom he may finish, whom he may destroy. You see, there is a big difference between a snake. 
your enemy is also a snake mm. yes I had a special enemy who was a snake wow they, they come as different animals but he chose a lion because anyone here who has watched movies uh, documentaries about wildlife animals lions how they eat their freezer the first thing they do when they get the animal is that they carry it away hey wow and put it somewhere the last one i watched about two days ago it climbed a hill with the leg of a buffalo in the mouth wow. it climbed pulling it the first thing a lion does to you it no lion eats you in science we call it inciting hmm. no lion eats you at the place where it finds you I've never seen a lion. It will lift you away. Hmm. That is where being planted comes in. That when you are very connected to the church, very connected to your pastor, very connected to the choir, it is not easy to be carried away anywhere because, because something binds you to the church. Jesus. So Peter left one very important step before the devour. Before you are eaten, you are carried away. That's why you need to be planted. Something wants to remove you from the church. Today is our registration day. Mm. I love it. Today we are every we are all filling forms today. It's beautiful. And every member of this church will be connected to a group. You'll be among the group that plays keyboards, the group that does video, the group that does sound, the group that shares communion, the group that does uh, ashes, that dance, that sing. Everybody will be in a group. In the church and also a group outside in a bar center. Wow. So that even if the, 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 the lion gets you, it cannot carry you away. Amen. It cannot carry you away. Amen. Lift up your hands once again and we are saying, Father, we resist any attempt of the devil to take us from the house of God. Amen. To us into the world Amen. to take us out to, to devour us Amen. the Lord as we are planted as we are established we are going to be deeply and firmly rooted in the house of God Amen. begin to pray right now open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Rabba, 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 Rabba,
whom resist. We are going to resist. Amen. Resist. Steadfast. That is what takes this prayer beyond this morning's church service. Steadfast means constantly. Unfortunately, praying this morning does not end your resistance. Amen. It means you must resist him in the afternoon. Amen. It means he will come tonight. Amen. It means tomorrow you will see him. It means on Wednesday he will be around. A believer who remains in the house of God is constantly resisting him. Amen. Yes. Some friends will come and give you some ideas that will take you out of the church. Your own desires will take you out. Resist. Steadfast. Steadfast. Constant. But we are starting this morning. And it's not only in prayer that you resist. You resist the devil in your activities. You resist him by not going to the place where you'll be destroyed. You resist him by moving away from certain rooms and certain homes and certain relationships and certain associations. You resist him by taking certain decisions. But we are starting it with prayer. That Father, we come with power to block. Amen. To block. To block. Any attempt of the enemy, we are canceling Mm. any attempt of the enemy to extract us from the house of God. Amen. We neutralize desires. Amen. We neutralize appetites. Amen. That will lead us astray. That's why one of the powerful things about communion is that the communion also, when you take the communion, it shuts down certain hunger appetites. In the name of Jesus. When you eat the bread and the wine, it deadens and neutralizes useless desires. Amen. Because you are eating. Have you realized that when you go to a party, and you have eaten fufu and a bankline soup. Four. When you are the you just you know the, the leaves are even a disturbance. You are irritated by leaves and you know as, as, they think oh this guy is very gentle. This guy is very diplomatic. He was brought up well. You know he doesn't disgrace himself. In t- what, what they don't know is that foundation. <laughs> you are a clearing agent. <laughs> yeah. You have cleared something at home before you came to sit there to look at the leaves and some plain rice. The communion is our fufu. Amen. When you eat the communion, no girl will take her body shape to take you away from the church. Amen. No man will use his car keys to take you from the church because you are already filled with God. Resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brothers who are in the world. We are praying this morning and say, Lord, we receive energy and power to bind. We are going to bind. 
as I stand here on the stage, Satan has plans for me. Wow. But I'm not the only one. He has plans for you too. Hey. I'm not the only one. But today, we are going to use a knife to slash any paper on which he has written his plans. We are going to tear the paper up with a sword. Amen. Any machine he has prepared equipment to remove us from the church, to destroy us. Mm. We are using a rope rope. to bind that machine. When they spark it, it will blow up. Amen. In 20 years time, you will be in the church. Amen. Not even as a church member saying amen, but you'll be preaching to a congregation. Amen. Before you come for a gathering service. Too nice. You preach somewhere before you come and sit here. Oh. Every Sunday I preach and go to a church service. So a day will come. Those of you here, you preach somewhere early morning before you come for a gathering service here. Right and early. Clap your hands for Jesus. Are you ready to bind? I can't hear you. Are you ready to bind? Are you ready to, 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 to scatter the plans of the enemy? Yes. Is there anybody with a sword you are going to use to slash the paper they have written their plans on? Slash them. Jesus. We are going to resist. I've been in church like this for 34 years. 34 years. 34 years I've been in church. So there's hope for you also. Amen. For 24 years I've been a pastor. So there's also hope for you. Amen. Yes. Hope. So remember that if somebody can be in church for 40 years then you also be in church for the rest of your life. Therefore, any devil that can, that, one, that, that has a plan for you, that devil is destroyed. Begin to clap your hands and bind them. Resist.
Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus. For victory. Yes. For victory. Valado. Lift your hands and thank you for victory. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank you for victory. Ah. Yes. You will win. Hey, yes. You will win. Amen. You will thank you for That you will do well. Hey, Your children will do well. Yes. Your marriage will do well. Amen. Your business will do well. Amen. Demons are scattered. Yes. They have no place. 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 Yes. Mande Baba. Ramama Zata. Ramama Zandala Baba. Ramama Yandere Bede Zimama. Yandaba. Just lift your hands. Lift your hands and just bless God. Bless God. We thank you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
shine in his presence. Keep clapping your hands. Don't stop clapping. His presence is here. His power is here. Power to restore. Power to heal. Power to bless. Power to lift you up. Clap your hands for that power. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Somebody give a better hand clap unto the Lord. I'm excited already. How many of you are excited already? This service is too much. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. Let's read our scripture today. John chapter 10, verse 37. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. 38, please. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has been busy doing many fantastic things in this house. I said God has been busy doing many fantastic things in this house. In this house, people have received their healing. In this house, people have received their deliverance. In this house, people have received their breakthroughs. You don't look excited at all. They sound very casual to you. But I'm saying right here in this house, people have received many fantastic things. The Lord has been busy doing many wonderful works. So if you don't believe anything, believe that God is here. And today, He's going to work for you. Hallelujah. I said today, he's going to work for you. Hallelujah. So if you're excited, help me welcome our first person to share the testimony, Auntie Agnes Tuor, to bring us a very powerful testimony. Put your hands together and let's welcome her on stage as she comes up to give us the very first testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, this testimony is about how God has cancelled some bills that I needed to pay. And hey. it is just the grace of God. He's bills. shown me mercy. And the bills are huge bills that I had to pay. Bills. Yes, bills for my son, my second son. Um, my second son um, has this condition He's very hyperactive, extremely hyperactive. So he goes for therapy at a therapy center at the airport residential area for five hours a day approximately and goes for regular school for three hours. And how we even got there was just the grace of God. Some few months ago, I saw we were at the Bread of Life Center and I saw the communion stars and picking up the communion cups. You saw them picking up the communion Communion cups. packs with um, cups with trays. On so, a normal Sunday. On a normal Sunday after communion. So I was a bit, because the wind was blowing the cups away. So after church, I went to Alpina and I mentioned it to her that um, the cups, um, the, it seemed the wind was blowing at our way, so we needed baskets. Then she said, yes, yes, but they don't have some. 
So I should buy some for them. And um, I was like, hey, okay, I will buy it. But what was happening was that for some time now, it is like I don't even have a salary. Wow. I don't. Don't have a salary. I don't have a salary. Because the bills, um, some part of it is dollarized. So it had been increased. And the dollar too, being dancing has made it so, so difficult for me. Hey. <laughs> you can't even so, sort out your city bills. Somebody is paying bills in dollars. And you are sitting down, you don't understand. Clap for God. <laughs> May you also see, uh, identify a problem in the church and also be concerned to do something. May the Lord lay something in the church on your heart. So, like three weeks ago, I said, God, I needed to buy this basket. I didn't want to buy five CDs baskets, no. And you didn't have a salary. I didn't. But I needed. It was a burden on me. Wow. So, I said, I went to the shop to buy it. And when I got there, I realized, Charlie, I could buy only two. And I was very sad. So, I was telling God that, God, you see you. This thing, I could have bought ten. But look at what's the situation I'm in. So I'm buying two, but this one it's a disgrace for me. Two pad here, it's a disgrace. So I prayed. I bought two. I bought red, representing the second boy, and blue, representing the best boy, because that was their colors. And I prayed. I was praying. The car. I, my heart was heavy. I was like, Oh God, this one I could have bought. So you bought just two. Just two. Just two. Just two. And when I prayed, I told God that even if these baskets get destroyed in the church still remember my boys wow let your mercy be on them wow and i i i it was in my boots i came to church here i didn't bring it here i sent it to Alpina at bread of life wow you see a prayer of faith it's, it's not about how much you have all it's not about how much you give all but it's 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 about you wanting to do something and when God sees that heart, God blesses that heart. I see the Lord blessing your heart this morning. I said, I see the Lord blessing your heart this morning. That little seed, that little offering, may the Lord add his blessing to it in the name of Jesus. Receive a blessing now. So what happened, please? Last Friday, I had to go to the office. When I was in the office doing some work for the auditors, um, I, I, I had to go into my mail. Then I saw that they've, they've written, um, we have canceled the $700 that you have to pay for Wait, wait. They have canceled what? $700 bill. Just last week. Just last canceled. week. Canceled. Yes. And that was part of a bill for medical doctors who came to, from the U.S. So I had paid some. My senior brother helped me to pay some. So the balance I had to pay. So May the Lord also cancel a bill in your life. I said, may the Lord also cancel a bill in your life. So, I was, I was very surprised. I didn't read the mail. So, Sunday when I came to church, I was like, this one, I have to give a testimony. I went to my test and my phone. Then I saw that, um, I would like you to read. I saw that, read this, read that. Hi, Agnes. So, please, we have agreed to cancel the 700 USD you owe for the doctors. It's our gift from the kids. May the Lord also cancel something. May the Lord be gracious to you. Receive a gift 
receive a gift that removes you from a problem receive a gift that delivers you from a situation that is bigger than you i see the lord doing it for you receive it now and not only that read the there's more there's more are you sure there's more hey hmm. i said god is at work oh also i will waive brian's current may and june invoices to enable you recover a bit before a kill arrives in july i hope it helps to get you up and running again look whatever has kept you down whatever has kept you down it is the last time it kept you down the lord is breaking the barriers the lord is breaking the chains and i see you up and running i said i see you up and running receive speed receive speed you are overtaking the devil so wow. now i'm not to pay may uh, june and july bill as well and this is over 11,000 Ghana. 11,000 but uh, i thought you said you waived. were not on a salary yes but i always had to look for money to pay. Hey. imagine you, i mean your salary pool is not up to some of you you don't see 500 ghana but imagine paying 11,000 Ghana cities. That is separate from your electricity, separate from your water bill, separate from your credit, even data, 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 you can't bundle. But I see the Lord changing your story. I said, I see the Lord change your story. You are going to do great things. The Lord is making provision for every situation in your life. Receive it now. I, I will say, and uh, my pastor, Pastor Kings, always says, <laughs> Miracles are always connected to an obedience wow. that we, we, we just fulfill. And I see this as a miracle because wow. um, my son Brian had been at the therapy center for almost four years. I've never had a wave. I am always never. running around. Never. I never. Four years. Four years. So you've been almost paying that 11000 every yes. month for four years. Yes, over 5000 Start doing the calculation. You, you go crazy, please. But it's okay. Please don't do it. I beg you. I beg you. No calculation. It is not only the counseling of the seven hundred dollars, but they've given me away for two months that I'm not supposed to pay bills. Wow. And this is great because it's like last month I didn't have a salary at all, zero, and I had to take money to take care of the boys. And now I at least I will be able to pay for that and get ready for this two months review and therapy bills and i'm grateful to god i'm grateful that Somebody i celebrate am connected god. to this ministry celebrate god celebrate god celebrate god celebrate god your testimony is in your praise this morning I said your testimony is in your appreciation this morning. As you celebrate the Lord, I see the Lord downloading your testimony to you. Receive it now. Actually, when I was praying, it wasn't about bill payment or anything. And God knows my heart. And I know there is nothing too difficult for him. Wow. I need miracles for the boys. I need total healing for them. So that we don't have to pay bills. We can buy more baskets. And we can support and build the house of God. Amen. Amen. But wait, wait. You are saying that. What, what about his condition now? Um, my son talks now. He didn't used to talk at all. He was always running around. Super 
super super energy so you are always running after him and you are always tired hey. now he talks. he talks now he reads, he reads. now he's the regular school and it is just by the grace of God because I see other children at the therapy center they can't even say bye bye by my son but my son talks he reads he's in regular school please I don't I don't understand that so you are saying that God not only waived the bills but he has also begun to touch your son yes amazingly all from buying two baskets yes I will say for buying two baskets two baskets yes I don't know why you are quiet though. I said I don't know why you are quiet I don't know why you are sitting down because you don't respect your offering I said you don't respect your gifts it's not just in cash it's not just in kind but the things that you come and do here when you see yourself dancing you are given an offering I said when you see yourself singing it is an offering if you find yourself doing anything in the house of the Lord it is an offering may the Lord lay a burden of the house on your heart may the Lord lay a burden of the house and as you receive that burden may the Lord begin to do wonderful things in your life receive your miracle God bless you it's a powerful testimony keep celebrating the Lord this morning keep celebrating the Lord this morning I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited let's welcome our sister and um, to bless us with a song hallelujah Hallelujah. If you see a brother standing by the 
Amen. Jesus is, yeah, 
excited are you excited oh you big church are you excited we've got into the sweetest part of the service hallelujah this is the best part of the service and i can't wait for yet is yet to come what is yet to come acts chapter 2 verse 22 hallelujah ye men of israel but let's do a little substitution ye men of Oyibi Church. Hear these words. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. Another substitution. Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. A man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders. And signs which God did by him in the midst of you. Right here in this tabernacle, right here in this church, right here in this atmosphere, there are miracles waiting for you. There are signs waiting for you. There are many, many wonders awaiting you. And this is a man who God has approved and he's here to deliver. And if you are excited, as I am excited, give a loud shout and let us welcome our pastor, our bishop, Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Keep clapping your hands. Give the Lord a shout. Are you excited to be in church today? Yes. Are you very excited to be here? Yes. Then let me hear a louder hand clap. Yes. and pray Father in the name of Jesus we thank you for this great privilege to be in church today it's our humble prayer that you will minister grace wisdom insight and above all deliverance from evil as we abide at your feet let this be a wonderful time in your word. In Jesus' name. 
I pray. Amen. You may please be seated and let's receive the ministry of our sister Mawirami.
open your hands for Jesus. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. Ask your neighbor, will you go somewhere and preach somewhere? Ask another person, have you ever gone somewhere to preach before? Since you met Jesus. You know, there are some things that are very basic. And when as a Christian you've not done such a thing before, it reveals something about you. You know, certain things are so basic. Like in, in, in Acts, is it 17? Verse 1. Verse 2. Paul went to the synagogue and three Sabbath days he reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Verse 3. Opening and alleging that Christ, verse 3, Christ must needs have suffered, verse 4, verse 5. You see right here in Acts 17, I think, I'm looking for it. Some things are basic. Tell your neighbor, some things are basic. You cannot Sorry, I went to the wrong place. 19 of Acts, verse 1. While while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples he said unto them in verse 2 have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed so when you believe there are certain things that are expected of you like somebody goes to school is in class 3 have you used a pencil before since you came to school the person says, no, I've not used a pencil before. I always use crayon. Yeah, class 3 student. Is it, is it normal? Ha, have you used a pen before? Have you written, you're in the university, first year. Have you written with a pen before, since you came to, since you began going to school? Said, no, I always write with pencil. You know, some things are very, so he said, since you believed, and they said to him, see, I'm, I'm showing you the picture of a type of Christian that existed some time ago and we still find them today. What was your answer? He said, 
we have not so much as heard whether there is even any Holy Ghost. So, so you can be in church. You can be a believer and be missing out on can you imagine a Christian who doesn't have the Holy Ghost? A Christian without the Holy Spirit. And, and what was their answer? You see, Paul asked them whether they had received. Because Paul's assumption was that they knew about the Holy Ghost. But for a reason or two, they have not received. We've not even heard that there is something called the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you that, can you imagine a Christian who has not even heard about the Holy Spirit? A New Testament Christian. He has not heard that there's a Holy Spirit. So Paul Ask them the next. He said, "So, how were you baptized? Like you've been, you are a Christian. You are baptized, and the Holy Spirit is absent. It's like you've not even heard that there is something called the Holy Spirit." Then they gave some answers immediately. Paul laid hands on them. There were twelve guys. Twelve of them. Verse five. They were baptized. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 6. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. But I read this to show you that there can be a Christian who lacks some basic things. So when you are a Christian, there are some things which are expected of you. One of them is that you should know about the Holy Ghost. It's basic. And also, apart from the Holy Ghost, you should also have the ability to witness. When you are a Christian and you have not witnessed before, it also reveals something about your spirituality. It is a bankrupt spirituality. Bankrupt. Empty. When you are a believer, Soul winning, look, forget about today's type of church. I'm not preaching about church. Forget about today's type of pastor. I'm not talking about pastors. I'm talking about Bible Christianity. Look, there are many things we do in church 
which are really not I mean they, they are just you know forgive my big English word I can't find they are some they are just additions but the real word is embellishments something to make it's like when you cook and you serve a meal there are some things you just put on the on the table just to make the uh, the, the, the atmosphere nice I mean maybe a candle or some type of what, what do you want some flowers some I don't know what you put on the table you know, but, but we don't eat candles we don't eat candlelight we don't eat flowers but they are just additions to make the eating of the food very nice but we are sitting at the table because of the rice and steel inside the plates that one that one we can't I want to go to a chop bar there are no candles I mean we just get the sanka and one two three we have gone so a lot of things we add I mean, just to you know make the place look nice you know some nice but, but the main reason why we are sitting at the table is the rice and the beef stew so in the in the church for instance there are things we do which are just you know, some candles candles and you know something like maybe ashes and uh, dancers and uh, uh, what choristers oh you know what but but there are certain things that are basic rice and steel inside the plate and one of them is that a believer must win a soul I'm telling you, when you sing in the choir, it does not replace your winning of a soul. When you stand behind the video, it does not replace the winning of a soul. I'm telling you. Even when I preach to this crowd on a Sunday morning, it does not replace my personal winning of a soul one on one. I should talk to somebody. Christ. Many of the things around are just embellishments. So if you are listening to me, you are sitting here, you've been born again for five years, six years, two years, ten years, some of us, twenty-eight years, and you have not spoken to someone about Jesus. Your Christian life is not real. It's not real. You are not walking with God in a way. Yeah, and and I'm happy that you are sitting in church to hear this because now, as we all know, not, you see, today, what is happening is that You know, some time ago, 10 years ago, when you drive through town, you see billboards of church programs. A pastor preaching, a pastor having a convention, we still do signboards, church activities. But today, there are billboards of malams. 
Malams. Please, are you with me? Yes. Uh, they advertise on. They are, uh, I just saw on my Facebook page a Malam is requesting to be a friend. Friend request. No, I can show you my Facebook page. They are, uh, Malams are on Facebook. They are Facebook pages. Hello? So you see signboards today, but we didn't use this. I, I, well, I, and I've lived this, this is my country. I, I've not seen that before till recently where you see signboards and billboards. Okay. Let's put it aside. Some years ago, when you saw a building like this, it was a church. Especially if the roof was like this. With a spire. This is a church. So whenever you see this, you saw this 10 years ago, it means you are entering a church. Now, when you see this with a pulpit, you see, the, the pulpits we use are also used in conferences, conference centers. So now, when you see a building, a large building like this, with someone calling himself a pastor, it doesn't mean it's a church. Some of them are shrines. <laughs> Juju men who are now pastors, they, they, they present themselves as pastors. No, soon we are going to have video screens. I've shown you. There's a church in Accra here. Is it Accra they are here? You see that, like, as I'm preaching, it's not, there's no preaching. The pastor comes and he's doing this. As I do this, money is flowing. He's wearing a bishop's mitre with a cassock. Some time ago, when you hear somebody preaching and he opens the Bible and reads a verse, it means that he was a pastor. But now, when you see someone speaking and reads the Bible and uses Jesus, it doesn't mean he's a pastor. Today, Malams also use the name of Jesus. People in the occult use the name of Jesus. How do you know that a place is a church? Because they read the Bible? No! Because the pastor uses Jesus Christ. No. Now Jesus Christ is no more a name we use to cast out devils. We use it. But it's not only a name. It's a name we mention when we see a snake. It's a name people use when we are speaking. Oh, Jesus. And, and no one should use that name of Jesus like that. Don't sit there when we say Jesus. No. Otherwise, when you need the name to, to, to bind a devil, that name will be useless. Even, even medicine. You don't use medicine by heart. You don't take medicine by heart. Otherwise, the day you need it and you take it, the, 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 the demons, the germs in your body are now used to it. We call it resistance. Tolerance. 
We could easily be gathered. Today, Sunday morning, not everybody in the church building is in church. Malams are now in town. Juju men are wearing cassocks. You will sit in a church for four hours and not hear the Bible, the word of God, or a pastor talking about soul winning. And it's not only today. There were Christians in the time of Paul who had not heard about the Holy Ghost. Not that they were not speaking in tongues. So they had not even heard that there was something called Holy Spirit. Hearing. It is abnormal to have to be a Christian and you have not witnessed before. It is not normal. I don't care whether you are educated, you are a rich man, you are a poor man, you are a professor. I don't know who you are, but a believer, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is the basic scripture. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 And ye shall receive power After that the Holy Spirit Is come And ye shall be Witnesses Unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come. And the next thing that happens to you when you receive the Holy Spirit is that you will witness Please, attend the right church. Don't just sit in any church. Don't be silly. Don't be a fool. I wish I was preaching to all of the Christians in Canada this morning. Don't be silly. Don't just sit in church. Use your brain. Read the Bible and ask yourself, the man standing in front of me, is he a pastor? Or he's a juju man. Is he a pastor? Or he's a malam? Am I sitting in church? Or I'm in an air-conditioned shrine? There are some things you cannot separate them. It's like marriage. You cannot marry a man and you don't have sex with him. Even, even law, law in the courts, they will dissolve the marriage. It's not a marriage. When you talk about marriage, it means we are having sex. But there are marriages where there's no sex. 
are certain things which cannot go apart. They, you can't separate them. But today, they are separated. So you see, married people, the man and the woman, the man is in a room, the woman is in a room. I, 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 I asked a couple, I asked, I said, do you have sex? Recently, I said, um, sorry, no, that was around March. And the woman said, since August. And the man said, it's not true, it's September. <laughs> It's, it's not true. <laughs> it's, I'm saying that in our lives, uh, things which cannot be separated, we have tried to separate them. So the man has married his wife, but he's not having sex with his wife, he's having sex with other women. But he's married, we are wearing the same ring. So we have successfully separated inseparables. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity. Holy Ghost witnessing are inseparable. No matter how you try, a court, a court will find out that you are not doing the right thing. A judge will rule that you are guilty. You can't separate it. We have success. Sit down, people at the back can see. We have successfully separated inseparables. So when a pastor like me stands in front of a church and is reading Matthew 28 and is asking the church members to go out, to go somewhere and preach somewhere, he looks like a strange person, some, 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 some weird being. Weird. I don't care where you came from. You came from an eight-bedroom mansion, or you came from a compound house. I don't care whether you have money in your pocket. Thank God, there's one activity here. Whether you are rich or you are poor, whether you have a mansion or you don't have a mansion, whether you are educated, you're not educated. There is there is something that every Christian must be able to do. It doesn't require money. Doesn't require degrees. It requires you having experienced Jesus to witness to somebody about what you have seen and I'm asking you I'm asking you when was the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus say I'm asking you when was the last time are you too big to witness or I am the one who is it's like I am too Reactionary. You, is it not your wife? Has, when was the last time your husband witnessed? Ask him. What did he say? You to ask her. When was the ask her? If, are you a Christian? I thought I married a Christian. Ask her. I tell her. I thought I married a Christian. Are you a Christian? Ask her. Is she a Christian? Then I follow up with my question. When was the last time she witnessed? Two weeks ago, clap your hands for Jesus. Certain things cannot be separated. You can't. Uh, we, we have successfully separated inseparables. Are you the one using this crutch? 
You can't walk well. Stand up and let me see. Stand up. Use it. Lift it. Lift that crutch and walk. Walk well. Walk. Go. Walk. No. Use it and walk. Is it for you? Is it for you? Is it yours? Come and sit down. You to stand up and walk. Say, go to where he's standing. And both of you, come and sit down. Now, stop. Let me tell you. Whether you can walk well or you cannot walk well, you must witness about Jesus Christ. I'm sorry I don't have power to heal you. I'm sorry. But whether you can walk or you cannot walk, you must witness about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You cannot be quiet. The letters we read in the Bible, the Ephesians, the Philippians, all the letters we wrote, they were written by a man who was in prison. Even in prison, we do the work of God. When you can't walk well, when your leg is like this, you walk like this and you witness. When was the last time you witnessed? Sit down. There are shrines in town. You can join them. Here, we will. I will. I, I will rather take your offering. So don't come here. There's a church when you go, the pastor is sharing money. Attend that church. Here, I can. I will rather take an offering from you. I'm doing the ceiling. I'm going to air condition this hall. I'm going to tile the floor. I'll take your money. I'm sorry. I'll take your money. I'll take an offering. There's a church. When you go, the pastor, the priest, he's wearing a mitre. I wish I had a screen, proper one, to show you. We don't share money here. Neither is this our last destination. We only come here to charge our batteries. Our real Christian life are lived in the house, in town, in the office, in the schools. We go somewhere and we preach somewhere. And we go somewhere and we preach somewhere. That is the life God has called us to live. Whether we can't walk well, our eyes are blind, we have money, we have no money, we witness. Go ye therefore. This is the word, the words of Jesus. His last words. Everybody's last words are the most. Nobody when he's dying will talk nonsense. There are things Jesus preached about. He preached about marriage. He preached about prosperity. He talked about talents. He talked many, many, many things he talked about. He talked about Moses' law. But on the last day, on the last day, when he was about to die, he didn't talk about marriage. He didn't talk about Moses' law. A person's last words are what he feels that if he tells you and you do you will have the money he has for you 
You have the riches he has for you. You have the best life he has for you. So everybody, when he's about to die, will give the, 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 the final words contain the... Like, like, if I'm about to die right now and I see my son, I'm, I'm like, even right now, I've got some money somewhere in the house. Nobody knows. So, so when I, I'm about to die, like I can feel I have a heart attack. I, I, I won't tell him, iron your shirt. Even though normally I'll tell my son, iron your shirt. Your shirt is crumpled. But a person's last words, when he has a chance to say something for the, for the last time, he won't spend it talking about things which are not very, very relevant. He said, go. Because that word, go and preach. And teach contains your wife. Contains your prosperity. It's not just going. To go, you must read your Bible. To go, you must pray. And as you are reading the Bible, and you are praying, and you are witnessing, demonic afflictions will be falling off your life like a brown leaf is falling off a tree. A brown leaf is falling off a tree. So when he says go, he knows that the go contains your deliverance from what your enemy has planned for you. He knows that your going has what it takes to make your life a better life. And today I'm on number eight. In this book, tell them, Bishop writes when he talks about missionaries and the example of the Basel mission, those who did the, um, who came to plant the Presbyterian church. He said about Europe, he said on Sunday mornings, the young people are recovering from hangovers and the debauchery of the night before. They have no time for the knowledge of God. So point number eight is we must reach out to those who are being destroyed by sin. We must reach out to those who are being destroyed by sin. Sin. All around us are people who are being destroyed by sin. Drinking their lives away. Clubbing their lives away. A believer is supposed to witness to everyone. But there are some people who are emergencies. 
Like in a hospital, doctors must see every patient. Eye, hypertension. I mean, I've, sit, I've sat in consulting rooms, working, checking on somebody's baby, somebody's eye, and so on. Then a nurse will come and say, doctor, a case has come. An emergency has come. So even though the person in the emergency room is a patient, and the person sitting in front of me is a patient, I leave the one sitting in front of me, and I run to the emergency, because an emergency is an emergency. And when you are doing soul winning, there are certain emergencies. People who are being destroyed by sin. Jude chapter 1 verse 22. And of some have compassion. Feel pity. Making a difference. Of some, love them. When you go out and you are witnessing, you meet a man who is so hungry that he cannot even hear what you are saying. Buy some roasted corn and let him eat first. And when glucose has entered his brain, you share Christ. It's called compassion. When you go out, you meet a man who, who, who doesn't have a shirt to wear. Go home and get him one of your shirts of some. Show compassion. Making a difference. Next verse. And others save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. That's an emergency. <laughs> That's an emergency. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. There are certain people who, apart from hellfire, are in fire on earth. Sleeping with every man. Looking for pleasure she can never find from a man. I know a girl, personally. She used to buy plane tickets, aeroplane tickets. A Ghanaian, fly, I'm sure business. Because she had money. To Johannesburg. To fornicate for a weekend with a Zulu man. <laughs> All the men in Ghana were not enough. She has tasted everything. She wants Zulu blood. I'm not talking. And the guy would beat her. Insult her. One day she just, the the guy went to work or whatever. When he came back, she had left for the airport. She returned to Ghana. After a few months, she went again. 
looking for something. That one is sex. But some of you here, your own is pornography. Your own is gambling. There there are some guys here this morning. You don't have any money to give an offering because World Cup has eaten your money. Yes. Or, 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 or you think I'm lying? As they are playing soccer, you are standing somewhere, you are betting. And you never win. You never win because instead of giving your energy, your time, and your money to further the agenda of God, you are using your money, your energy to further your personal greed. And you will never find what you are looking for until you bow your knee and surrender your life, your destiny to God. I know there are some people sitting here who will not come to this church again because this is not one of those churches at all. This is not, this is not one of them. Here, it is raw blood. This church is raw, raw. We don't cook it. We don't. The least will be spices. Raw blood. We eat it raw. If you want to attend a certain church as a social event, your Sunday morning social event, this is not a church. Here, I'm telling you, you will hear things, you, you will sit up. I will never allow you to have your way. The only way you have is a way out. I will never allow you to sit here and be fornicating by heart. Even if I can't stop you, I will make you uncomfortable in this church. You will never live in sin. And come here and be comfortable. This not the place. Go somewhere and find someone who is being destroyed by sin. Stand by a drinking bar and share the gospel with two men. Go to a nightclub, stand in front and share the gospel. You know somebody on drugs. You have a cousin who doesn't go to church. You have a cousin who has finished law school. Who doesn't go to church. Sleeping with any judge. And if each one I mention. I've got names I can give you. There are some girls. Who are into judges. Some are into MPs. I know a girl, she slept with MPs. Eventually, she got a job in parliament. Everybody has the area where she specializes. But in this church, here, there is a man God has anointed with the word. And the word, the word, the, the word I'm carrying is a word that advances the agenda of God for his kingdom and his agenda for your personal life. You see, 
You know why I came to you? It is in your interest to encourage your husband. That man sitting by Look at him. It is in your interest to encourage him to win souls, to get involved. But if you think that because you've got a rich man as your husband, even if he's not spiritual, you are fine. One day, you'll be looking for me in my office. And when I see you, I'll bang the door at your face. I said, I don't, I don't spend time with fools. One pastor in Malaysia, he has a policy. All the people who have counseling problems, he will tell them, sit in the church for six months. If after six months, the issue has not been addressed, then you come to my office. So, so, so by the time you are sitting in the office, you have got your church attendance records. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have time to waste. Reverend Michael's wife, she's the one who told me years ago, yes, years ago, where I was a pastor in Mataiko Church. She said she has noticed. I had not, I, I had not noticed because she when you are involved in something, you, you don't have the chance to see patterns. Apparently, she has been watching me for years. She said she has noticed that the church members that I spend a lot of time on counseling constantly, long time, they don't stay. I said, Wow, what are you saying? Then I, as I sat back, I began to count them. I realized that what she was saying was true 100%. The people who are around. So, so these days, I don't bother spending too much time counseling people on, on issues. No. Especially now that I'm an old man. No, no. When I was young. No, because... I, I was 50 years some time ago. I'm not a small boy. I was 50 years long ago. <laughs> you know, those, those days, those days when I was not 50 years, I would present myself as a young man, you know. And, but now, I'm an old man. Yes. I'm an old man. I don't waste my time. Any woman here with your husband here, Ensure that your husband is in the church properly, not a Sunday church attendee. Because one day you will come to me and I will bang the door at you. Because now, the generation of Christians, the church has become very fashionable. It's like you dress and you come. You dress. And, and I'm also going to dress. Is it because the place is dusty? That's why I wear black, black. But soon, I wear purple shoes. Blue shoes. Yellow shoes. Green shoes. You wait and see. <laughs> the time will come soon. It's the dust. But when we finish tiling the place, I will show you that you are not the only one who can dress. That I, I was a model before I came into the church. 
out, find somebody in fire and pull the person out. Your cousin is in fire. Your younger sister is in fire. God, God showed me soon we are going to, this church is going to be a family church. It's like families will be here. Father, mother, children, all family. We will go out and be winning the whole families. We are not going street roadside type of witnessing. We are going to the, we will knock on doors. So can you please, can I come in for five minutes? Yeah. Door to door to door. If you are too rich to knock on somebody's door, please be in your mansion with your riches. Paul told them, I said, perish with your money. But here, rich men will go and knock. Educated men will go and knock. But as we are knocking, you will find emergencies. May the Lord anoint your eyes to see emergencies. I said, may, may the Lord anoint your eyes to see emergencies. And when you see emergencies, pull them out with fear. Number nine. Number nine. He says, he was talking about the church. A research which was done about missionary, he was talking about missionary work. And then he referred to churches and the research. He said, there was also a remarkable drop in that research, they found, among many things, a remarkable drop in the number of people who believed in Jesus the son of, as the Son of God. 45% of those who were questioned in the survey believed that Jesus was the Son of God. As compared to 71% in 1957. This was in the 80s. In 1957, a survey was done. And they found that 71% of people believed in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. A couple of years later, when the same survey was conducted, 71 had dropped to 45. You know why? Sin. Wickedness. So point number nine says, sin has turned many believers into cold Christians. Many people who were on fire. Sin has turned many believers into cold Christians. Many have given up their faith. We must fight to remain hot for Jesus. 
because of sin. Many have given up their faith. You can't, you can't be here and be indifferent to sin. As human beings, with the flesh we have, we will sin. We will have desires. We will have, even the flesh itself, lusts. Lusts for sex. Lusts for pleasures. Lusts for comfort. Sleep. But I, I, I want to ask you, I'm talking about going somewhere. You must know these two things. That when you go out and you meet somebody who says he's a believer, you must have a spiritual thermometer and say, please, let me put this in your armpit. Check the temperature. How hot are you for the Lord? I was doing witnessing with a brother in Lagos. Let's say if we spoke to 30 people, 28 of them, as if they had met to agree, each one of them said, I have my personal church. I have my personal church. You see that they'll be gambling. I have my personal church. This is somebody, he, he, he's, he's with a girl smooching her. I have my personal church. Listen, my dear friends, it's no more a matter of being a Christian. How hot are you? Ask your neighbor, how hot? How hot? How, 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 ask, how are you? How are you? And don't just say, I'm fine. How are you? Are you cold? Are you hot? But as we go, and we are mindful of cold Christians, you also as a Christian who is a witness, must make sure that you don't go and share something which is not true. You cannot witness about something you've not seen. You can't go and tell, you can't stand in the court and say, I saw the man come out of his car. When he came out, he turned to the left and he took a knife. And when, when, when the man was not even there, but you have gone to stand in the dock to give a story that is totally false. The witnesses are true witnesses of Christ. You cannot talk about the Savior who, who saves, who changes lives, and your life is not changed. You can't go about witnessing about Jesus when you yourself are fornicating, you are sinning, and you say, Jesus Christ can save you. Save you? Has he saved you? But thank God that through your personal walk with Jesus, 
and your personal resistance of demonic activities in your life, you can be saved, you can be changed, you can be transformed. And when you stand, you can say, I was smoking at age 13. I was a drunkard. There was a time I had four boyfriends at the same time. But right now, Jesus has saved me. He has saved me. He has washed me. And I'm clean. And if he could do it for me, he can do it for you also. God is looking for witnesses who themselves are hot. So that you can share a gospel that is true. That is why in Romans chapter 3 and verse 4, Paul talking to him, he said, God forbid, God forbid, yea, let God be true. Let God be true. And every man, a liar, God cannot be true. You will make him true. It's your life. That will make God true. Like, let God. I, I, am I the only one who is reading English? Let, if I say, uh, uh, Mark, Mark let, let the lady come and sit here. Let the lady in black at the back there. Yes. Let, let her come and sit here. Let her come and sit here. Because she on her own She won't try If she stands up The usher will say sit down The pastor is preaching But he has power He has power to make him sit down Make her sit down She has power To let her sit down She has power To let her come To the front That's who you are You have power You have power You have power to disgrace God. You have power to let God be a liar. You have power. You have power to let people realize that God has no power to save. God cannot change anybody. Because they see you. They see your life. They see five years ago, you are an unbeliever. You were clubbing. Now you are in church. You are still clubbing. Five years ago, men will bring their cars, come and pick you and take you to town and bring you at 3 a.m. You are now in church. They still come and take you and bring you back at 3 a.m. So you are proving that. He said, you said, let God. You are proving that God cannot change anybody. But blessed are those who can have a testimony to the fact that I was like this. I was, I was lost, but now I'm found. I used to go here. But now I don't. I used to watch this, but now I don't. There is power in your hands to let God be true. God will never be true until you make him true. He's waiting for you. Your life, eh? the life you are living, you are testifying. You are testifying. You are speaking with your life. You want God to stop you from watching pornography? No. You yourself stop it. 
Stop it. Let God be true. God will never be true until you, your life is what will let people realize that God is true. Let him. It means there is power. There is power in your hands. But every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings. Give me another translation. New Living Translation. Watch what he's saying. Of course not. If everyone is a liar, God is true. As the scripture says about him, you will be proved right in what you say and you will win your case in court. When every man is a liar, God is true. But you have, when you go to witness, we don't go to witness about church. A witness, you talk about what Jesus has done in your life. Oh yes, one of them is that he brought me to church. I got saved. And because I got saved, he brought me to church. Jesus took me to church. Therefore, he can also take you to church. But it's more than just going to church. What life are you living? What life? What life are you living? You can't go... Many people have now reduced witnessing to inviting people to church. It's good. It's good. But it's also it's also very dangerous. Because you can still be in church gambling, fornicating, pornography, stealing, lying. And all you do for you, your witnessing is just bringing people to church. My dear friend, inviting someone to church has never been and is not witnessing. Yes, there is a place, there is a place for inviting people to church. David said in Psalm 122 verse 1, said, I was glad when they said, let us go. So there's a, there's a place in our walk with God when you say to someone, let's go, come, let's go, let's go to church. Let's go, let's go to church. Sit down, this is church. There's a time when somebody can call you. Enjoy church. But this is not witnessing. Witnessing is witnessing. That is sharing about Jesus Christ, his blood, and the power of that blood to save, to turn your life around. To give you a place in the kingdom that is witnessing about what Jesus did for you. And I'm saying that allow God to do his work in you so that you will be a true witness. Because I can fornicate. 
and call him to come to church. Or, I may even have jots in my pocket. And say, come to church. Coming to church, you don't require anything. You don't need anything to invite someone to church. But to sit this man down and say, how are you doing? My name is Edwin. And what's your name? Richard. Wow, that's nice. I, I just wanted to spend five minutes with you and to share with you about Jesus Christ. I'm sure you've heard about Jesus Christ before. I'm even sure you go to church. But today I just wanted to talk to you about his power to save from sin. That God sent him not just to perform miracles but to die. He came and he died. And his death was special. He died to shed his blood. So that that blood the reason why he shed his blood was that God was looking for something he could use to wash the sins of men away. So today, I want to say to you that, yes, I know you are in Lighthouse. Is that what? Anglican? Methodist? Which church are you in? Oh, Lighthouse. Beautiful. But I want to, are you really saved? There's a difference between going to Lighthouse and being saved. But if you are not saved, I have good news for you. You can be saved. You can be saved. That's why God sent Jesus to save us from our sins. So today, if only you believe that his blood was shed for your sins and you confess him with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe, not just after this prayer or during this prayer, but for the rest of your life, be a believer. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You'll be saved. So if you want me to pray with you, Sorry? Yeah, I want to pray with you. What would you pray with you? Then let's bow our heads and pray. Let's pray. When I pray, you say it after me. Okay. Yeah. But, but are you sure you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? You believe that he is Lord? Sorry? I believe. Okay. Sorry? I believe, but I wasn't saved. You believe, but you were not saved then. But today you can be saved. That blood can wash you. So pray after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today, Today, I thank you. I thank you for sending this brother to me. For sending this brother to me. Today, today I realize. I realize that I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. My soul is dirty. My soul is dirty. But today, but today, I ask you. I ask you to come into my life. Come into my life. Please wash my sins. Please wash my sins. I'm very dirty. I'm very dirty. Please wash my sins. Please wash my sins. And make me your child. And make me your child. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I've gone far from you. That I've gone far from you. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Please receive me. Please receive me. And make me your child. And make me your child. I'm born again. I'm born again. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I will go to church. I will go to church. I'll serve Jesus. I'll serve Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is witnessing. Not
come and let's go to church receive the power to witness and receive the power to have a transformed life look today i'll give you a vision i'll give you a vision believe god that in this church sitting in the middle of nowhere there will be someone sitting here who is here because you witnessed to him prayed with him and brought him to church for the pastor to pastor him believe God believe God when you are in this church when you come here next week two weeks, three weeks, next month and when you look around there's no one here there's no one here that you personally witnessed to and brought to church it means that your Christian life falls short of the mark and the standard God has set for us I pray for you today that no matter what you do sinking in the choir can never replace witnessing to someone about Jesus dancing on the stage can never replace witnessing about Jesus no matter what you do only one activity constitutes witnessing and that is sharing the saving power of Jesus Christ with someone so that the person's life turns around I pray that today God will use you and I will tell you not everybody you share the gospel with will receive Jesus some will insult you some will brush you off some will pour water on you some will pour urine on you but rejoice that you are counted worthy to suffer with the master he died on the cross to save mankind you didn't have the chance to die on the cross and insults water being poured on you cannot match the bible says you have not suffered to the shedding of blood shedding of blood is the ultimate oh yes people have died not, it's not only Christ who has died for souls human beings have also died in the in the in the in the in the, in the uh, what do you call it in the line of serving God people have died on the field of service but their death cannot compare to the death of our living savior we are able to die because the savior died i said we are able to die because the savior died may you from today continually fight to be hot fight sin look the soldiers here will tell you in war there is nothing like a permanent victory there is nothing like 
a permanent defeat. You are only victorious today. <laughs> Tomorrow, the tables can turn. The superpowers of today, China, 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 just down the road, recently, not many years ago, Japan beats them. They, they were literally slaves to Japan. But today, the one who was defeated before is now a superpower. You see, today you are sitting in church. It looks like the devil is defeated. But if you don't continue stockpiling your weapons, you will be amazed that a year by this time, the tables have turned. Satan has conquered you and taken you away. There is nothing like a permanent victory. Victory today does not mean victory tomorrow. You keep fighting. You keep resisting. You keep warding off evil. That's why I pray that you also going to win a soul will remain on fire for the Lord and constantly aware that tomorrow morning you can wake up and your love for God has grown cold. Paul said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. The love of many, sin makes the love of people cold. And I have discovered, sorry Jesus, sorry, because iniquity shall abound, one of the things I've discovered is that people who don't have hot love for God cannot witness. They only invite people to church. Come to my church. Come and hear my pastor. But when your love is hot, when your temperature is high, you can't wait for Sunday for a pastor to speak to this guy. You yourself with your scriptures you will open the Bible before him on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Tuesday. I pray in the name of Jesus that you yourself as a believer will keep sin away. Sin is about to neutralize your love for God. And I pray that whatever you do, whatever you do, Witnessing about Jesus will be one of your activities as a Christian. I'm saying it again. There are some things you cannot separate. You can't be a Christian and separate witnessing from the Christian life. You can't. You cannot. You will discover soon that your lack of witnessing your lack of sharing the gospel with others is what eventually took you out of the church as a believer. I pray that God will cause everyone from my extreme right here to my extreme left. May God cause you to be a solid witness fighting sin every day so that you can fight the sin in the lives of people. May God give you power. 
may the power he gave us in Acts 1.8 be multiplied. May the power he gave us in Acts 1.8 be increased. May anyone whose power level is going down, may that power keep rising. May that power keep rising. May that power keep growing. May you have the power, not the power to get a job, not the power to get a visa, not the power to fly, but the power to witness to someone and say that Jesus saved me and he can save you. He turned my life around. He can turn your life around. I'll say it again. You cannot be a Christian who doesn't witness. It cannot be. It goes together. But today, human beings have succeeded in separating inseparables. But you cannot bring it to God. Jesus said, Go to all the world. May you go somewhere and preach somewhere. Go to the bus stop. Go to your friend's house. Go to the next door neighbor. Cross the street. Talk to somebody in the taxi. But surely, go somewhere. And when you go there, don't converse. Preach at that very somewhere. Get people saved. Keep them saved. Go and get some more saved and then stay saved you yourself stay saved these are the four get people saved when you get them saved keep them saved bring them to church you yourself visit them go to the person's house have a weekly bible study Thursday evening share the gospel keep the person around And then when the person is stable Go and get somebody else Another person Saved Yes And then when you finish Make sure that you yourself You are staying saved Because Jesus Christ The son of God Will come very soon The trumpet will sound Those who are dead shall arise first And we who are alive Shall be caught up It shall happen. May you not be left behind. Go somewhere. And preach somewhere. Stand to your feet and let's go. Stand to your feet. For he alone is worthy to worship and adore the Lamb of God, Victoria, the Lamb of God, Harry,
to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior I'm here to pray with you you can just lift up your right hand yes it's not enough to be in church have you received Jesus Christ Paul asked have you received the Holy Spirit they said we have not even heard but today I want to ask you have you received Jesus if you have not can also pray with you the same way Paul prayed with them I want to pray with you you are here you are not born again you want to say pastor pray for me wherever you are just lift up your hand I want to pray for you I want to pray for you you want to be born again lift your hand I want to pray for you yes pastor pray for me I want to be born again today is your day There's room at the cross. This is the most important decision of your life. And after you are saved, go out and save someone. Go out and witness to someone. If your hand is up, take your Bible, take your book and gently make your way here. Come to the front. Come here. Come, take your Bible and come to me. I want to pray for you.
Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to receive you. Today, I realize I am a sinner. I've done many bad things. My soul is dirty. I've lived a dirty life. I've come to the foot of the cross Please wash me Please cleanse me Please make me new I thank you Lord For my salvation I thank you Lord That I'm born again I'm not going back To my sinful life I am new I'll stay in church I'll serve God in church And I'll live a good life pleasing to you. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.